0: Bing, bang, boom, baby. You want to party with this? Uh, Hey, do you want to party with this podcast, baby? I know I do, and uh, you're listening, so you must want to party with this podcast, too. Uh, Today, interesting podcast. We go a little bit longer today, uh, and here's why um, we are dipping in through the Harland Highway mailbag for the majority of the show, and uh, I took some hard ones today, man. I got a few people calling me out. I got a few people. A few of the pavement pounders are thinking of bailing on the highway. They're mad. They're upset. They're they're threatening to 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 go. They're threatening to jump off the highway because of things I've said, because of suggestions and comments and. And ideas that I've spewed into the universe. And I don't blame them. They're right. No, wait, wait, wait. No, they're not right. We're going to discuss them today. We're going we're gonna to read their letters. We're going to talk about them and see if we can, you know, set things straight, come to an understanding, hold hands and kumbaya. Let's see what happens. Also, we're going to be talking about yucky foods that you eat. And as promised, I'm going to give you an update on the Honey Badger viral video project I'm working on right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Jay! This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being! goddammit! Hey, 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 it's Harlan Williams. Take yourself out to dinner. Go fancy, man. Go to a nice fancy seafood or steakhouse restaurant. Eat sushi off the back of a bald man's head. Go out and get something exotic. Although, wait a minute, I'd take that back. Any escargot eaters out there? Hmm? Snail eaters? When did somebody decide eating snails was a delicacy and we should pay top dollar for something that destroys our garden? Hmm? I don't see anybody eating caterpillars or beetles or any of the other garden destroyers. Yes, would you like to try the fabulous escargot dipped in butter this evening? $700 Seven hundred dollars for these lovely low that crawl around and eat your cabbage in your organic garden. <gasps> really? Can I eat snails? Mm. What the hell? What's next? Uh, yeah, give me that, some of that possum meat. And uh, yeah, that alley cat looks delicious. And, uh, how about that carp that's sucking all the garbage off the bottom of the lake? That looks like a treat. And, uh, maybe some skunk haggis. I'd love to taste the intestine of a skunk. What in the name of St. Corn on the Cob is happening, man? And who was the first guy that decided to eat snails? (laughs) Who was that guy? Had to be some guy out in the garden. Some guy working away, working up a sweat. And he was just too tired. He got hungry from working in the garden. He's like, oh man, i am got no more energy, man. I can't get up and go back to the house. Wait a minute. Look at all these snails everywhere. What the hell? Mmm, let me try. Mmm, mm, crunchy. Mmm. Mmm, slimy. Mmm, mmm, repulsive and vomitatious. Ah, but if I bake them and dip them in butter, they'll probably be delicious. If you think Fear Factor is a joke, just go to the the nearest fancy French restaurant and order the snails. Ah, yes, waiter, could I have some cow eyes and some boiled squid legs with that snail, please? I'm doing it all up tonight. Oh, give me an Alka-Seltzer and a barf bag. Here on the Harland Highway. Okay, I gotta come clean. Um, I just ragged on Escargo, and I'm gonna be honest, I've never tried it. Okay? And I never will. It just looks too gnarly, it looks too disgusting. I mean, I'll, I, I'll eat some squiggly things, but th- that one, I just can't get there, man. I don't wanna eat snails, I don't wanna eat eels, uh I don't wanna eat oysters. You ever you ever seen these guys and girls that I'll have the oysters on the half shell, please? And they bring these uh these shells, these oyster shells, with the raw oysters sitting on top of them, and people tilt the shell up into their mouth and suck in this like blob of phlegm. And I can only imagine as, as a guy like out dating a girl or a girl out dating a guy. And before, you know, you get to, you know, the romance, you go out for dinner. And this date is sitting across from you sucking raw oysters off the shell. Slurping them down their mouths, these giant goalies. Or gollies, or whatever you call them. Ugh. I mean, I don't want to kiss the mouth that's been sucking down raw oysters, uncooked oysters right in front of my face. It's one thing to just get a fork and delicately put that in your mouth, but to tilt your head back like you're a walrus, <laughs> you know, and you've just, you know, like, you're like a sea otter, you've cracked open a shell and you're like, <laughs> yeah that's that's lady that's attractive. can't wait to French kiss with that mouth no thanks so there's some stuff I'm never gonna try and maybe just maybe escar delicious. I'll never know <laughs> um I'm never gonna try it um. And that's that's like that's like uh, what's that called bias journalism or uh what what's that there's some kind of term where you don't you don't investigate your story It's not biased journalism it's uh what 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 would it be it's uh it's neglect it's 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 reporting on a story creating a story and you've never even investigated it. you just did this whole piece where you slammed the innocent snail, and you've never even uh, participated in it. Well, good. Consider me bad journalism, and consider me having a beautiful digestive system. And now, speaking of digesting, uh, as you know, you people, you folks, you friends, you fans, you pavement pounders, uh, I encourage you to write to the show. Let me know where your head's at. And uh, we got to get to the mailbag. We've got some interesting letters today, a few negative letters that I'm going to address. Um, but nonetheless, it can't all be good. So uh, let's do it. Let's dip in to the Harlan Highway Mailbag. <laughs> Okay, here is our first letter. Uh, As I said, you know, a little bit of negative feedback, but it's cool. That's what it's all about, right? So this one's from uh, R. Baldwin, and the subject is Tim Tim Tebow. He says, I just listened to your praise of Tim Tebow for wearing his religion on his sleeve. I call BS. I grew up in a household where religion was part of the routine. Heaven was the the pie-in-the-sky reward for our suffering in this life. I've known hard-working people who could never rise above poverty but praise the Lord every day. But Tebow hits the sports lottery and basically says that the Lord personally helps him win. In in essence, stating, Tim Tebow is more important than the rest of us. B.S. Okay. Tim Tebow, like many players in the NFL, have their faith. Good for them. But we don't watch sports for the players' religion. We watch it to be entertained. And Tebow like NFL players in the past, have decided to make the football field their pulpit. If that's what I wanted, I'd be going to church on Sunday instead of watching football. Okay, hey, valid point, valid point. And, uh, you know, I don't think when I did my report on Tim Tebow, I was saying that players should necessarily do it, that they should, uh, you know, bring the religion to the field, but I was more or less kind of praising the fact that he, he was doing it. I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't encouraging, uh, players to do it. But, um, I, I think what I like more and, and you mentioned it in your letter here, are Baldwin, maybe Rob, I don't know. um, but it sounds like you you got a bit of a bad taste in your mouth about religion. Maybe, uh, you know, it didn't work out or you, believe, you don't like the way that people put so much faith in it and so on. But that's what's interesting to me about Tim Tebow and the word faith. Is that you can put everything you want into something and it's all about your personal belief on how much it impacts you. How much you... Uh, you think it works for you. And um, I think um, I was commenting more on the power of faith and and how it can give people strength. Now, whether it works or not, you're right. You know, hardworking people who could never rise above poverty but praise the Lord every day. Um, and that happens all the time. There's people that never make more than a dime, but their faith is so strong that it supersedes, it goes beyond the fact that they're living in a ditch or they're living in poverty. They've they've got some kind of inner light, some kind of inner glow that sees some kind of bigger picture. And, And I think my comment is that I find that admirable because when someone is so low and you put your faith in God and you say, God, please help me. I've got nothing. And God still doesn't come. Or maybe he comes in other ways. And, and and even you're still destitute, but you still believe in that entity. You still have faith in that entity. And and it's admirable to see people that can hold on to that strength. And I agree with you. It can also be disheartening to see people, you know, kind of counting their chips and, and thinking that this this supreme beam is is going to help them, or or whatever. But um, my Tim Tebow commentary was more about the power of the faith, the, the belief that people put in it, even right to the end. I mean, look at Tim Tebow. In the end, he lost. But do you think that's shaking his faith? Do you think he's going to give up on getting down on one knee? Do you think that's going to stop him from praying? No, because... The faith is an invisible spiritual connection to something. And if that invisible connection brings people strength, which is more valuable than money or wealth or poverty or success or anything, I think there's something powerful and valuable to that, and that strikes right down to the core of a person's soul, a person's being, and it goes beyond all the worldly things and worldly possessions that we know so i'm not trying to uh jam religion down anyone's throat because i'm not that guy i'm not a religious i'm not an overly religious guy myself um but i was trying to more open the door open the box on on the uh, strength and the power of conviction of faith and uh and uh, I appreciate your letter. I appreciate you uh, challenging it. I appreciate your your point of view on it. And uh, I think your your what you are saying is valid too. But I just didn't want you to get confused that I was trying to push push religion and faith because I think faith can be in things above and beyond even God. I think you can put faith in in things that you manifest in your own mind, and they become, you know, a. a A goal or an objective for you so good letter a great letter to open up uh, open up some discussion here Uh, I hope you uh, understand my point of view a little better and uh, I do appreciate you uh, you uh, call you writing in so let's go to another letter here we go this is from Jana J a n n a Wow Uh, What's she got to say? Subject, 2012. Just caught up on your latest episodes. I put off listening to the first one because I saw that Dr. Featherstone... Well, it's not Dr. It's Mr. Featherstone, who's my boss. I saw Dr. Featherstone's visit in the description, and I was worried that the show was going to change, and I was right. So sad. However, it is obvious how much effort goes into the show... And with your traveling, I'm not sure how you did three days in the first place. So I guess I'll manage. But if you ever cancel the show, I will put my iPod in the microwave. As always, thanks for the giggles and the guffaws. Smooches, Jana. Um, Then she says, P.S. Maybe you can update your Facebook page every once in a while. Yes, you can do it from your phone very easily with an app called Friendcaster. Well, let me address first... Uh, you're concerned about going to two shows. Yes, three shows was a lot. Not a lot of guys do three shows or even two shows a week. Some, some people do one show a month. So uh, with all my work, all my other jobs, my acting, my voiceover work, my writing, blah, 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 it became uh, a lot of work to do three a week. And uh, with uh, Mr. Featherstone uh, chastising me, for, uh, you know, cutting out for the Christmas holidays. We're down to two, but I tried to do it so you have something at the beginning of the week and then you don't have to wait till the end of the week. You got Thursday, which gives you a day to enjoy it and you're not waiting too long in between. So it's almost like we just kind of shifted a day. And uh, (laughs) I'm sorry if I disappointed you, but I hope you'll enjoy twice a week just as much. Maybe less is more. Maybe it'll make you want more. Maybe I'll, I'll just do one day a week for three minutes if less is more. Maybe I won't even do it, and you'll listen to it all the time because there's nothing, and now I don't know what I'm saying. As for the Facebook page, I couldn't agree with you more. My Facebook page is going through a huge revamp right now. As I said, I've brought on board a, uh, a new uh, friend, a new person to help. My friend Jeff is uh, reworking the Facebook page, so it's going to have a lot of the Harland Highway stuff on there, and it's going to be a lot more interactive and have more features, and so we're getting that going. Thank you for, uh, you know, bringing that to my attention, but we are on it. Uh, Let's see, our next letter. Let's see, this is from Veronica Rossi. Oh, boy, who always corrects me. <laughs> Thank God. She's like my uh, thesaurus. And I probably just said that wrong. She's my thesaurus. How's that, Veronica? She says, Dear Harlan, in your latest podcast you mentioned the girl with two vaginas. And referring as to how to think about it, you said anemonically anemonicable anatomical adamamacubable the word is anatomical I think two vaginas reduced your IQ to somewhere between a carpenter ant and an onion bun wow yes Veronica you are absolutely correct Oh, I, I do get hung up on the word sometimes folks um, but have faith uh, see I threw the faith word in there again have faith that uh, I will get better and better with uh with my words all right let's go to the next letter this is fun all right let's see here we go this is from sammy d and it says the harland highway harland love all your work all your appearances and movies are tops and your stand-up comedy is awesome i have been a long time road pounder or pavement pounder is the correct thing I know it's your show to present, and I cannot imagine how much work goes into each segment of each podcast. Kudos, but I am respectfully considering unsubscribing because among the past several podcasts, the preaching question mark, question mark, question mark, moral messaging question mark, question is too long. I don't mind a message or advice, but it gets frustrating after a few minutes. God bless. P. S. Hope my message wasn't too long. PPS, please don't wait too long to return to Phoenix, Tempe. Well, hey, you know what? Valid call, and uh, I understand it. Uh, you know, if I'm being totally objective, I don't necessarily like to hear preachy stuff when I'm tuning into a comedy podcast. Um, and trust me, when I start into a topic, and I hope you'll understand my point of view, and I hope you don't unsubscribe. But it's up to you. But sometimes when I get into a topic, I can get passionate about it. And, and when I start into something, it's like I get emotions, I get feelings, I get thoughts, and I want to stream of conscious those onto the show and let you guys uh, hear what I'm thinking. I try not to preach it, people. I try not to... Uh, you know, say, oh, this is the way, this is, but I, I like to share ideas, and maybe sometimes you're right, I might get a little long-winded, maybe I, uh, I talk too long about a certain topic, maybe I share too much of my personal feelings about it, but that being said, you know, if nothing else, it gives you a, a platform to disagree with me. Or, or uh, you know, maybe uh, here's something you've never heard before and agree with me. Or maybe uh, you're enlightened or maybe, like you said here, you're kind of, like, turned off by it. But, um, you know, I figure that when I do do that, it's maybe a small percentage of the podcast. And, uh, you know, obviously I don't want to turn any of the listeners off by doing that, but... Um, I got to be true to who I am I got to be true to what flows through me and uh, sometimes if you can tolerate it now and then I dump stuff out there that uh, you know maybe for some might be like oh god and then for others you know I get letters on the other side of this for people like oh my god I-, I loved your perspective on that topic I loved your insight I-, I loved your point of view I never thought of it that way or I didn't agree with it, but I still liked it, blah, blah, blah. So, obviously, this is a medium where it's communication, and it's me talking to you, and as you see here, I get feedback from you in return, and uh, I hear you, buddy. I hear you, Sammy D., and I, are you a DJ? Sammy D., spinning the platters. Um. I hear you, I'm aware of it, and I, you know, I will not kind of censor myself because, uh, you know, it's, it's what I do. A podcast is to express yourself, but I will keep track of, of getting long-winded. I will keep track of tr- trying not to be preachy, and and uh, believe me, I'm not uh, trying to shove moral messages or any religion or anything down anybody's fro- throat, but... Um, I, I like to point out when I see something that I perceive to be good in this world, something that, uh, something that uh, lies on the side of being positive. I like to give kudos. I like to talk about that. I like to encourage people to uh, see life in a positive way and do things in a positive way. And uh, I, I can see how that could turn some people off. And I'm not saying you're a negative person. But I can see how uh, maybe you don't want to hear that. You're like, "Come on, dude, make me laugh! I don't need to hear how you uh, put uh, twenty bucks in the hand of some guy laying on a sidewalk." You know, what are you trying to guilt me out or something? I, you know, I don't know, man. But uh, I hear you. I'll uh, I'll put a check mark beside it, and I hope you uh, for the small amount that maybe sometimes I get carried away. It doesn't cause you to unsubscribe because, you know, I love it that you're here. I love it that Sammy D is here and listening and, uh, you know, it's a weird thing when you do these types of shows because you you, you you can't live in a world where I got to make everyone happy because you can't make everyone happy. So Sammy D, let me close with this. If 90% or even 80% of what I do is what you want to hear don't let the small percentage of what you don't want to hear push you away from, uh, the bigger picture. Uh, take what the, take what you can and what you like from the podcast and, uh, and, um, you know, the stuff you don't like, just, just erase it from your memory bag. Drink a bottle of, you know, paint remover and oh, I can't take, what did he say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I burned that out of my brain. Um, no, don't really do that. But um, thank you for your letter. I'll, I'll be a little more aware of it. And, uh, you know, don't don't take off. Stay, stay here with the Pavement Pounders on the Harland Highway. Okay, let's get to a couple more letters and then we're out of here. Okay, let's see what we got here. This one is from Shayna Wilson subject from an adoring fan okay here we go this one's a little more positive but uh i like getting them both just so you know i you know i can't improve the show unless i hear what you like and you don't like so you know good on all of you so here this is from Shayna wilson i've always loved seeing you in movies my favorite being rocket man which i could watch over and over again and sadly only have on vhs who has that anymore Hey, Shayna, go to our store. We just lowered the price on Rocket Man DVDs, and uh, we'll send one out to you right away. I'll continue with your letter. I recently saw there's something about Mary and decided to look up some more things by you. I just wanted to say after reading your bio, I've definitely fallen more in love with you. Hello. I am an art major studying in Missouri, working as a landscaper gardener to pay the bills. After watching the Conan interviews, I couldn't stop laughing. The things you say are exactly things that I would say and are, no offense, completely retarded, but so utterly hilarious and doesn't and Wait, hold on. And sadly, I can actually follow every step in your head on how you got to what you were saying. Wow. Okay. Conan definitely doesn't seem to appreciate how completely hilarious what you say is. Just thought to shoot you an email, zip pong. That's the sound my email gun is shooting. It's not very deadly. ESP with pathetic noise. And thank you from an appreciative admirer. Well, hey, thank you, Shayna. Shayna Wilson. Um. So, see, there's the yin and the yang. You get people that are like, ah, I don't like what you're saying, and then you get other people that are like, "Oh, I love what you're saying. So that goes back to it. You can never win, and that's why I just got to do what I do, and I hope you'll balance it out and, and uh, keep the good and the bad. But, Shana, thank you for your wonderful letter. And just so you know, I don't want to blow the cover a little at all here, but, you know, me and Conan, I've been doing Conan show for, it's got to be, God, I'll, I think it might be going on 20 years, 15 years I've been doing Conan. And when we first started doing it, when I first used to go on Conan, I'll be honest, it was awkward and, and we weren't really in a rhythm and me and Conan weren't really connecting. And uh, I didn't really love it that much. And then one day, I don't know, I think about 10 years ago, um, I went on and me and Conan just clicked. And what Conan did is he kind of took this point of view, and I don't want to say it, but it's a little bit of an act, where he sits there and kind of stares at me dumbfounded like, What the hell is wrong with you, dude? And he realized by, you know, with my nutty sense of humor and the crazy things I came up against, he realized that by kind of taking the point of view where he's just sitting back and going, Holy cow, this guy's nuts that it kind of worked and it made us kind of like a team that went back and forth and so whenever I go on his show he plays that up a little. He he doesn't really sit there and think I'm an idiot and think I'm stupid, but he plays that angle up so that it kind of makes me look sillier and makes him look more befuddled and it's that you know, it's that old conflict. Whenever there's conflict there's comedy. And, uh, you know, in the commercial breaks, Conan tells me, he goes, Harlan, I love when you come on the show because with a lot of guests, I have to work. I have to sit there and listen to them and I have to work it, you know, c- keeping the conversation going. He says, what I love about you is I just get to sit back and it's like watching a show He goes, I just let you go. And, uh, you know, I just shake my head. And, and so we have that kind of pattern. So, you know, in other, in other words, to stick up for Conan and protect my buddy Conan, I, I, I have to let you in on that so that you don't think that Conan is really, like, kind of disrespecting me or, or or, you know, kind of trying to make me look bad. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He's, by putting on a little bit of an act, I mean, he's not acting when he's laughing and having fun. That's all real, but... By putting on a little bit of an act that I'm such a freak, it kind of pumps everything up to another level, and that's a that's a gracious thing that he does, and it's uh, it's a trick of the trade that he does, and and it's a tip of the hat to his ability to know how to do that. A lot of talk show hosts don't know how to find a uh, a beat with their guest that you know make them look better, so. There you go. Don't don't feel bad about Conan, and the next time you see us together, just know that we're in it together. We're like a little team, okay? So there you go. I think that's uh, quite enough for the mailbag today. Um, and uh, what? One more? All right. One more, Quickie, and then we're going to wrap up the, the Lister mailbag. Here we go. Uh-oh. Looks like another angry one. Yikes. But, hey, we got to we gotta go through them. We got to go through them. Uh, this one's from Jessica, and the subject says, Episode 359, Crossdresser. Uh, and here's the letter. It says, You, sir, are an idiot for backing this woman up. What was this transgender person supposed to do, shop in the men's section? Can you imagine seeing what looked like a woman trying on clothes there? Of all people, star of sorority girls, well, it's sorority boys. I thought you would be more understanding of this. I've listened to every episode of the Harland Highway, and I'm not sure I'd like to continue. All right, please don't be angry and bail out of the Harland Highway. Look, everything I say, I'm not a prophet, I'm not a genius, I'm not a rogue scholar, I'm just a guy. And, you know, some of the stuff I say you're not going to like, but let's put it this way. If you had a band, let's say Fleetwood Mac or Linkin Park or Prodigy or Van Halen, okay? And every song they put out you liked or loved, and then one day they put out a song that you were like, oh, God, listen to this piece of crap. Oh, God. Are you going to abandon that band? Because they uh, they uh, produced one song. They used up two minutes of your time that you didn't like. So you're going to forego all the good stuff that brought you joy and happiness and blah, blah, blah? No. So cut me the same slack. And also, if I was right all the time, how bored would you be? If you agreed with me all the time, how boring would that be? Isn't it, isn't it feel nice to kind of disagree with me? and have an opposing opinion and and write about your feelings and look at the look at the passion i got out of you and believe me i'm not looking to rub anyone's nose in it but you know your opinion matters to me as much as uh, mine should to you i'm not saying you're right or wrong but let's get into your letter here Basically, there was a story, and this was a few podcasts back, so I might not get it 100% accurately. So, again, cut me a little slack, player. There was a story where a man dressed up as a woman, a transgender guy, uh, went into a woman's dressing room area at Macy's or JCPenney, and the attendant working there Asked this person to leave for the safety of the female customers. She'd probably never been confronted with this kind of situation. She was clearly uncomfortable out of, of, of a physical male who was, who was cross-gendered, who was dressing as a woman, trying on clothes in the women's change area. And I said, I agree. I don't think it's safe for whether a man's got transgender issues or not. That a man should be uh, hanging out in the woman's changing area—it doesn't mean I'm not compassionate towards, uh, you know, whatever this person's going through. Um, but I'm going to put the uh, the safety of of the public and the safety of women ahead of the the needs of, of one person who's a, uh, a cross crossdresser. Um, and then, uh, Jessica's point was, she goes, can you imagine seeing what looked like a woman trying on clothes there? Um, what, sorry, hold on. She goes, she says, um, what was this transgender person supposed to do? Shop in the men's section? Can you imagine seeing what looked like a woman trying on clothes there? Well, yeah, I'd rather see a guy dressed as a woman. And here's my whole point here, because this is about safety. And you you gotta, be, you, you can't deny me this. There's a lot of wackos. There's a lot of sexual pervs in the world who will do any trick in the book to drill a hole through a wall or put a camera up under a dress or peek through a window. Okay, we all know this deviant stuff happens where people are pervs and predators, right? So I would rather have a guy dressed like a woman trying on clothes in the men's section because a man can more than likely defend himself if this if this guy turns out to be a problem. Whereas you throw a man dressed as a woman in the women's section... You know, as we know by the laws of nature, chances are if if he got crazy and he wanted to pin a woman down or, or, you know, uh, lock her into a dressing room or contain her with his physical uh, force, his physical might, the the physical advantage of being a man. Yeah, that's a concern. So I'm not backing down. Um, You can disagree with me. You don't have to bail out of the Harlem Highway. There's going to be other topics where you disagree with me. Um, But I respect your point of view. I respect your uh, words and your opinion here. I see your argument. But I think I said it in my piece. I have four sisters. I would not want one of my sisters to be in jeopardy when they're all of a sudden at the gap and they're getting changed, trying on jeans and little skirts. And a six-foot-two... Quarterback dressed as a milkmaid comes walking in. Is like, yeah. When are you gonna be finished in there? I'm, I'd like to use that change room when you're done. Uh-uh, man. So I don't know if the solution is that stores have to create a neutral zone. Right? It's like you ever go to the airport and you'll see the men's bathroom, the women's bathroom, and then right in the middle, sometimes they have what's called the family bathroom. And it's like a little bathroom. It's just one stall. You go in, and it's people with, with different needs, special needs, than the average tinkler or poor. You know what I'm saying? So maybe the solution, and maybe, Jessica, you can find some compromise with me here. Maybe we can agree together for the safety of all sides and for the protection of someone who wants to be uh, cross-gendered or a cross-dresser. Maybe stores have to accommodate this by building a, another area for them to access so that there's no confusion and that people working in the store aren't put in the situation where they don't know what to do. By the way, this you know, talk about having compassion. this woman who has a family was fired from JC Penny or wherever it was for trying to protect these women customers. She was let go. And, uh, you know, that's not fair either. So there you go. So, uh, you know, Jessica, I I hope there's some rationale there for you where you can uh, hear me out, feel me out. I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but uh, at least consider my words and uh, where where they're coming from. And uh, and I certainly uh, take in uh, your words and um, give them just as much merit as mine. And I'll leave it there because I don't want to start to sound preachy, right? <laughs> wow, this is a heavy mailbag, man. You guys, you guys have me on the ropes this week with the mailbag. But I'm not backing down. I, I like I like engaging in a good conversation. I I, I like uh, you know. I like hearing your point of view, and I like uh, standing up for my point of view. I'm not afraid to be wrong. If I'm wrong about something, hell yeah, I'm wrong. Whoopie-doo. What if I got an ego or it's like, oh, I'm not wrong. You're the one that's wrong. I'm not wrong. You're an idiot. I'm smart. You're stupid. Screw that. If there's one thing I can say to all of us, there's nothing better than learning in life. And if someone can illuminate you, if someone can can uh, write you a letter or say something to you that makes you stop and think and go, hmm, wait a minute. Maybe there's some validity here. Maybe maybe there's a point of view here I wasn't really looking at or recognizing. Or maybe there's just a, a, a semblance of something here that uh, has me thinking. I, I take that from all your letters, and, uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe you take it from mine. Maybe not. Maybe you're stubborn Maybe you're open, but it's all here. We're throwing it on the table in a very heavy, I'm going to say it again, Harland Highway mailbag. Woo! So let's see what the next batch of letters leads to. Um, thanks again to everybody, and that's all we have time for. We might have used up a big portion of the show here on the mailbag. Let's let's see where the hell we're at with the uh, the time here good we've gone overtime we've gone overtime but who cares you guys are important you 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 leave your your messages and uh, and there you go so let's close it up the harland highway mailbag <laughs> There you go we powered through the harland highway listener mailbag and uh you know some tough love tough love from you folks but keep it coming just trying to keep it real in the deal and uh thank you for your your letters thank you for your uh honesty your openness and uh it's fun it's fun to uh you know talk about these things Um, Now, I told you uh, last podcast that I would have some news for you about the honey badger. Okay, I think you all know the viral video sensation. Honey badger doesn't like this. Honey badger bit the snake off a head. Oh, honey badger's a badass. So here's the news, and I can let it out because it it went out in the uh, entertainment trade papers last week. Uh, It's no longer a secret um, I am creating a uh, animated cartoon for the Honey Badger uh, crew. The uh, Honey Badger guy, Randall, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I won't give you all the details on what the show is, but uh, I thought it was uh, it was fair game to uh, fill you in since I had teased you with it uh, a few podcasts back. That something was in the works, and uh, and here it is. I'm creating an animated half-hour show for the Honey Badger in conjunction with uh, Randall, who created it, and uh, a great uh, animation company. And uh, I'll give you more details as we start to roll it out. And uh, very exciting stuff. So there's there's your Honey Badger update god i hope i don't get any angry emails from the honey badger imagine that i mean look look at the hits i took today imagine that honey badger going to town on my ass woo uh so there you go um and don't forget let's get into some uh, sweet announcements um, it will be tonight, uh, my first night in West Palm Beach. Um, I will be at the uh, West Palm Beach Improv, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's uh, the 26th of January through to the 29th of January. And uh, go to improv.com, get your tickets. Come on out and see the kid Live. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So that's it. Uh, don't forget, we're back up on Stitcher. So you can uh, get the, uh, the podcast on your cell phone. Um, and don't forget, check out our, uh, our store, our web store at harlowwilliams.com, where prices have been slashed to help everyone through the economy. And uh, you can write me at uh, harlowwilliams.com, or you can call and leave a message, 888-500-2090. Oh, and I'm spent. That, that was a rough one, but I liked it. Stimulating stuff. That's it. And uh, keep it coming. Don't abandon the highway. And we'll catch you next time. And until then, chicken. Chow, mean, baby! The honey badger is really pretty badass. They have no regard for any other animal whatsoever. Look, it's just grunting and ew, eating snakes. Ew, what's that, a mouse? Oh, that's nasty. Oh, they're so nasty.